it's the Popcorn Boys. And we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer And Daniel. Yes. You know, I just have to say, listen. I need to say something. Hi. I can acknowledge the fact that you, I, I, I am the champions. I are the champions. Do you think when Freddie Mercury wrote, I presume, and presume, recorded presume, that song? Presume, yes, presume. That he thought it would be used, you know, a, at every single absolute... Can I tell you... Either he did, and it was, like, the yes, most brilliant decision 100%. ever made, or he, like, hates it more than anything. It's definitely one or the other. Now, when he wrote the... Who is the we? And what did they win? Uh, a good question. I'm seeing... I'm confirming here. Written by lead singer Freddie Mercury. Okay. Um, let's see if there's a, hmm, it's the official theme song for the 1994 World Cup. Is that why it was written? No, no, no. It came out way before that. It came out in the 70s. Okay. Uh, Legacy? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, anyway, the reason. No. No, you're not, get, you're not. No, 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 no. You're not getting that out of me today, Daniel. I would like to propose something to you. I thought you'd never ask. I propose that it's time for you to concede. Oh. the election. Oh, first of all, absolutely not. There is. Still... It's time to concede. No. <laughs> Absolutely, you're not getting any sort of concession speech out of me. I'm, 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 I'm riding full Trump all the way, baby. <laughs> the 2021 box office challenge has a new leader. In first place, Team Kyle, one billion eight hundred eighty-four million nine hundred fourteen thousand thirteen dollars. In second place, Team Daniel. One billion eight hundred eighty-two million sixty-five thousand one hundred seventy-two dollars. That, of course, is a difference of two million eight hundred forty-eight thousand eight hundred forty-one dollars. Here's what I want to say: approximately the same amount that the renowned movie *The House Next Door* colon *Meet the Blacks* two <laughs> made in the theaters. That was a 2021 release. Not sure if you heard that? of that. Not sure if you saw that one. Uh, it miss, is more. Miss that film. It is more than the eyes of Tammy Faye made in the theater. <laughs> Oscar nominated. I mean, Academy Award nominee Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Two point four million at the box office for old Tammy. Really, hopefully. <clears throat> yes. Here's what I want to say about this moment. 
And listen. Should I play a song again? No. Listen closely, everybody listening. There is still time. There is still time. Your Nightmare Alleys. Oh, Best Picture nominee. West Side Story. Oh, Best Picture nominee. House of Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) There is still time. Get out there and support the... You know You know what the funny thing about this is? Uh, on this podcast, I have said time and time again, oh, people who complain about Marvel taking over, people complain about Marvel taking over, shut up! People are going to the movies. <laughs> I reverse course! Oh, as you should. It's about time. These absolute idiots. These morons who are only going to see Spider-Man. Why don't you check out some real culture? Okay, have you seen Free Guy? <laughs> Spider-Man, by the way, yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Made my favorite queen $750,000. Still making <laughs> over half a million every weekday. Hey, here's so what I say. I don't think uh, any Oscar here's boost from Nightmare say. Alley is going to close Here's what I'll say. Are you the principal of an elementary school? <laughs> <laughs> if you are... Maybe consider renting out a theater to go see Ghostbusters Afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's all right. Well, it, it's a comeback of all times. It's not over until it's over. Wait, this ends on Oscar Day. Yes. Well, oh, this is this is unfortunately over. Yet. When we get the the actuals on on Monday after the Oscars, when we get the exact numbers from that weekend. Those are the final tallies. It's not over till it's over. Okay. But. Do you remember when the Falcons led the Patriots 28-3 to in the Super Bowl? Now, can I ask you something? Do you remember when the Yankees led the Red Sox 3 to nothing in the ALCS? So what? Tom Holland is. Uh, uh, wait. We're not going to say Tom. I'm trying to think of somebody from that Red Sox team who Tom Holland could be. Uh, who's on the team that year? <laughs> Every famous Red Sox of the past 20 years? Carl hey, Yastrzemski. David Ortiz. Manny Ramirez. Pedro Martinez. Kurt Schilling. Tom Holland's Kurt Schilling. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> bloody sock. Tom, what is Tom Holland's bloody sock? <laughs> Look, this is right up there. With the greatest comebacks of all time. I mean, you're not wrong, but it's not a... Listen, we we have to do a full... I'm not ready to concede yet, well, but at some point we're going to need to do like a full discussion about the year that was. And we'll probably do that in about April. I have bad news for you because I was expecting you to concede and I have all the information oh, ready for that discussion right now. But before we get into that, no, that okay. real. This is funny. No, it's to you. So, I won the box office challenge. I'm not conceding. I'm not conceding. The number fraud. Two, the number fraud. Two, <laughs> the number two fraud! movie at the box office Voter last fraud. year. Let's check those ballot boxes. <laughs> the number two movie at the box office last year made two hundred twenty-four million dollars. Wait, say that again. The number two movie at the box office last year made $224 million. Oh, boy. The number the number one movie made is 
still making money, but it's currently over seven hundred sixty-one dollars. Seven hundred sixty-one dollars. What is it, Zola? <laughs> Seven hundred sixty-one million dollars. The de- oh, what is that? Five hundred. Can we take a second, real quick? Five hundred forty million dollar difference. Can I needed. We take a I second? needed my last movie to be released to make to be the one of the biggest movies of all time in order to win this competition, and it happened. Can I say? There's been no clearer distillation, and I have used that word twice in the past ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Once, once off pod, once on. Do I feel smart? Of course I do. Uh, no clear distillation three times of the fact that this podcast is truly just for an audio recording of our friendship. Of me being like, $761. What is this? Zola? Everyone listening is like, what the hell is well, he talking about? We're going to get to Zola in a minute here. Because I have some awards. Okay, fine. Fine. You know, if it'll make you feel better, I concede. Oh, wow. Do your little game. Wow. Do your little stats. Like John Kerry on election night. He concedes. Uh, So, wait, was he... So, John (laughs) Kerry was in the boat or not in the boat? What? John Kerry was in the boat or not in the boat? What boat? The boat. The, the boat that calls him the presidency. What? When John Kerry lines that he was in the boat. I think you're thinking of... No. What are you thinking of? John Kerry's boat. Are you thinking of... Do you ever think of John Kerry and Teresa's... Uh, are you thinking of it's fold- Tom Brokaw's helicopter? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's Brian Williams helicopter. So you know. Damn it! I guess so what? you I'm actually sure know nothing. Okay, so you know nothing. What's yeah. the John Kerry boat story? Are you kidding me? No. Oh my God, John Kerry boat. Do you think the John Kerry Teresa Hines fridge is? Th- there's one of two answers here. It's filled with ketchup, or there's no ketchup. <laughs> it was filled with ketchup for sure. Do you think so? Oh yeah. The Swift, the Swift boat. You don't know the Swift boat. Military service controversy? Is that what we're looking up? Yes! You don't know Swift Boat? No. Wow. I think you not knowing Swift Boat earns me an extra million dollars in the box office. Well, now you're only down by two million. All right. Are we... Are you going to sum up John Kerry's boat for two seconds or no? Well, fine. I mean, okay. During John Kerry's candidacy in the 2004 U.S. presidential campaign, a political issue that gained widespread public attention was Kerry's Vietnam War record. In television ads and a book called Unfit for Command, ooh boy, the swift boat Veterans for Truth. (laughs) I'm a member. Uh, A 527 group, don't know what that means, later known as the Swift Vets and POWs for Truth, Question details of his military service record and circumstances relating to the awarding of his combat medals. Wow. Their campaign against Kerry's presidential bid received widespread publicity, but was later discredited. Okay, so go on. Uh, <laughs> so apparently, he apparently John Kerry was on the vote. I believe he won the Purple Heart three times. So it feels like you should only be able to win it once. I may. I'm I'm not 100% sure that's true. Purple Heart. Was it purple? I don't remember. The color purple. Yes. Cuz it was his favorite movie. 
Yeah, three purple hearts. That plus, seems plus some ex- other stuff. That seems excessive. Okay, that's <clears throat> much like Hillary swings two Oscars. That seems. <laughs> Before let's we let's go break it down. Okay, so here the 2021 box office year in review. I didn't know we were doing this. I'm I I'm gobsmacked. <laughs> here is the top ten at the domestic box office in the year from the year 2021. Okay, and where we drafted them in the draft. Love this. Okay. Number one, Spider-Man. No Way Home, or whatever it was called. It was the first overall pick. Number two, Shang-Chi and the Legend of something. That's Don't do that. The Legend of the Ten Rings. Sure. Uh, Daniel drafted that seventh overall. Hmm, great pick. Number three, Venom. Great pick. Let There Be Carnage or something. Uh, Daniel drafted that ninth overall. Now, we're seeing here, I really drafted well. Number four, Black is that, Widow. Is that what that means? Daniel drafted it third overall. Okay. Number, well. <laughs> number five, this is F9 on Team Kyle, drafted eighth overall. Number six at the year-end box office, Eternals. Daniel picked it seventh, uh, second overall. That's fine. Number seven, No Time to Die. On Team Kyle, sixth overall. No time to die. Number eight, A Quieter Place. Daniel picked it 13th overall. Wow, huge. Number nine, Sing 2. Kyle oh, picked it 12th overall. And number 10, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Daniel picked that it 25th overall. Absolutely absurd. The There's your top 10. The draft. Spider-Man, Shang-Chi, Venom, Black Widow, F9, Eternals, No Time to Die, A Quieter Place, Sing 2, and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Wow. So this really tells me two things. One, I drafted very well. And two, this draft really... I mean, mere mortals would say this draft came down to Spider-Man. And of course it it did. (laughs) But this draft really came down to those goddamn singing animals. (laughs) I mean, the difference in the box office challenge currently is under $3 million. That is absolutely absurd. And so keep that in mind as I list off uh, my awards here for the best picks of the draft. Oh, wow. And the worst picks of the draft. So this is what you were doing while I was – what was I doing? (laughs) Uh, Some of the best picks – Well, according to – okay, according to you. Yeah. Okay. The best picks by Team Daniel – uh, the aforementioned Ghostbusters Afterlife, Thank 25th you. overall pick, ended number 10 at the box office. Thank you. Huge. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Free Guy, selected 27th overall, finished, or, you know, these haven't necessarily finished, but currently sits at 11th on the year-end list. Great pick by me. Uh, we already mentioned Shang-Chi, drafted 7th, finished 2nd. Huge. We already mentioned Venom, drafted 9th, finished 3rd. Those are your four best picks. Wow, what a board. Team Kyle's best picks. Uh, the Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, uh, drafted 36th, finished 19th. That is, I've never met a person who has seen that. In the top 20, baby. In theaters, never, in theaters no less. I've never met a person who's seen Ghostbusters in oh, the oh, 10th. Good, Give good me a point, break. Good point, good point. Uh, the only other best pick by Kyle was uh, Spider-Man, No Way Home, <laughs> which uh, drafted first, finished first. You gotta nail the number one. You know, you got a franchise. You gotta nail. You it. got a franchise quarterback. You gotta take it number one overall. You know. So, man. Now for the more fun section. 
worst picks. The worst picks. The, the Razzies of the year. I'll Jordan do mine Kelly's first. The, yeah. uh, the, uh, the, burnt, the burnt kernels. Yeah, the burnt, yeah, the burnt kernels. Yeah. Uh, Team Kyle's worst picks. Top Gun Maverick, selected fourth overall, uh, was pushed out of the year. Well, that's the craziest thing about this entire thing, of course, is the fact that you won this challenge without having <laughs> your number two overall pick released. Yes. The power of Peter. Uh, the Matrix Resurrections. I picked it 10th overall. It's 35th on the year. Man. Not yeah. great. Well, if you do recall, I did laugh at you for taking it so high. That is correct. You also laughed at these next two, my other two bad picks. Uh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. I believe you had never heard of it when I drafted it. I drafted it at 26th overall. It's sitting at 40th. Well, and also did presume to, or uh, I did see that in theaters, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I, another one that you, I don't remember. Uh, Malignant. Mm, sure. I drafted it at 38th overall. It is 59th on the year. Yeah, watch that one at home. Now, here oh, are Daniels. You're, you're about to get to the worst pick of the entire draft. And, it, you know, it still haunts me to this day. Had I picked something different here? An honorable mention uh, here, Zola. <laughs> the aforementioned. It was one of your backup picks, so it never actually entered the competition. Uh, but you picked it 43rd overall. It is 79th on the year. What was I thinking there? <laughs> Unclear. I, I, think I was, was like, that what? Thing, like, like, we must have drafted right after like <laughs> right, was, a festival, and it sold for a bunch of money. It got some good buzz, yeah. And I was like, this is going to be huge. Uh, Daniel's second worst pick, Nightmare Alley. He, he picked it 31st. It is currently 62nd on the year-end list. And finally, the worst pick of the entire draft, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the Suicide Squad. Picked fifth overall. It is 23rd on the year. On the board when the suicide was selected. When uh, the su suicide was selected? The suicide squad made around $55 million on the year. My next two selections both made more than $100 million more than that. that was, that's No Time to Die and F9. Remember, the difference is only $3 million here. So had you selected one of those, you would be up by uh, about $100 million even still, despite me having Spider-Man. But fortunately for everyone involved, he went with the Suicide Squad. Yeah. Well, I'm, about, <laughs> I'm about to Suicide Squad myself. Well, Man. that is our year in oh. review. At the 2021 box office. Jesus Christ. Yes. Thank you. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you conceding and not drawing this out through the Oscars. That's fine. No, I've, I've moved on <laughs> to next year. Okay. So you're, I mean, I can't believe I'm the one to bring this up, but you are now 2-0. I'm 2-0. In box office challenges. Wow. And that's about to change. <laughs> it's wild that. So the difference. Uh, okay, I mean, we're talking. Start. We're talking almost. We we'll each almost have two billion dollars, and the difference is under three million. That is absolutely insane. When I tallied it the other day, uh, when the weekend estimates came out, I think the difference was twenty thousand dollars. That is just. I mean, come on. You were still up by twenty thousand dollars. Come on, there's no way. Impossible. Out Here of almost two billion, that's like. 
For comparison's sake, here's the 2022 box office recap thus far. Yeah, please. Yeah, this this is more up. Daniel's in first place with 114 million. Kyle's in second place with 17 million. The difference... Only three movies have come out. The difference is... It's so crazy. 97 million. Wait, what did you have come out? Death on the Nile. Oh, Death on the Nile. Enough... Enough champagne to feel the Nile! <laughs> That's... Maybe the worst impression anybody has ever done. <laughs> you have Scream and Jackass, which yeah. have made 74 and 40 million, respectively. See, yeah. Death on the Nile has made 17. But yeah, a $97 million difference. And then after an entire year with 20 movies each, 20 movies each? 20 movies each, a $2.8 million difference. That is so insane. It, I mean, it, it's. It can't be overstated how absurd it is. Absurd. God. That's the box office challenge for you, everybody. It sure is. The greatest challenge of them all. Now, are you feeling good about uh, Uncharted no. coming out this weekend? No. And, you know, and to have a Mark Wahlberg movie, uh, <laughs> don't love that for me. Uh, no, I'm not feeling good. I, I don't – I do – well, I do think it's going to make some money. But, like, I mean, what is the ceiling? 25 like we're in this like weird Seems lofty <laughs> i get well it's it's called the ceiling because it's oh okay yeah you know, uh it could make uh you know one and a half uh but we're it's still like this sort of post award season kind of like big, malaise yeah like these big tentpole things are coming out again it's so hard to gauge what's where they are what they're at like I don't know. I, I have no idea. The re- reviews are bad. I don't know. It's one of those movies I don't know who it's for. Like Uncharted, this big video game franchise. I don't think gamers are excited for it because it looks bad. And, I don't, you know, it's, it's this like sort of origin story of, of Uncharted. And they, it feels like they're making a play for the general populace. And it's like when you sort of do that with this IP... Ultimately, I feel like it's for nobody. Right. It's like in this black hole of who the hell would want to see this? You could even say it's in uncharted territory. Yeah, there it is. At the okay. box office. Thank you. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, but rush, please go see it. Rush out and go see it. If I go 0 for 3 <coughs> in the box office challenge, unfortunately, you know, that will be the end of the podcast. <laughs> and, 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 you know, <laughs> all of this will be done. Wow. I'm calling. I'm calling it here. If I lose, <laughs> if I lose the box office challenge this year, the podcast is over. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I can't. Wow. I, I there's how could I go on? A good question. Yeah. All right. So, so listen, congr- congratulations. We have some news to discuss. Yeah, we sure do. Last time, previously on the Popcorn Boys. Previously on the Popcorn Boys, we gave you a live reaction. To the Oscar nominations. And everybody loved that. It was chaotic. Everybody. People were texting me things like, we can't hear you. <laughs> people were texting me, why did you do this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, nobody knows. But it was by far our shortest episode. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and, yeah. And people did appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, I did end the episode by saying, we'll be right back with you <laughs> after the break. Probably later tonight when we record our re- our you know analysis of the yeah. nominations. We never did that. No, and that's fine. That's fine. 
there's plenty of time for analysis of the box office, the box office nomination, the Oscar nominations. Yeah, yeah. But the news we have is that the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Ampus, has named three, count them, hosts for this year's Academy Awards. They are, in no particular order, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes. Your reaction. Okay. My reaction to this is... We only need one. Okay. With that being said, thrilled about two of these three. Ooh, that's a fun game. You don't have to reveal. It. I'm pretty sure you can guess. Uh, I am absolutely... Okay, here's what I would have done. Wanda Sykes should be the host for the entire ceremony. <laughs> wow. Wanda Sykes... Not the direction I was expecting here. Really? Wanda Sykes is absolutely perfect for this. I I was in attendance, thank you, at the Glad Media Awards oh. a few years ago. <laughs> Beverly Hilton, <laughs> maybe you've heard of that. <laughs> Wasn't nominated, Um, was only there as a guest. Um... She hosted that night. She was phenomenal. She understands the assignment. She gets the job. She's funny. She's smart. She gets it. Wanda Sykes is absolutely perfect for this. Love that. Okay. Regina Hall. Absolutely would take a bullet for Regina Hall. Seems like a lot, but okay. Well, I'd take a bullet. I mean, if you... If someone's like... I'll shoot you. Okay. Because the box office challenge results. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely love Regina Hall. I'm such a fan of her as an actress, as a comedian. What's interesting about Regina Hall, as an Oscar host, I'm a little concerned. Okay. Because I think she is a tremendous actress and a tremendous, tr- uh, tremendous comedic actress. That's what I was going to say, yes. So I'm excited. So those two, and uh, and also, she is like sort of flown below the radar for so long. Yeah. She's so funny and so talented. To be an Oscar host, awesome. Love it. So happy for her. Now then we get to the other gal. The Amy Schumer of it all is interesting. I, so these three represent an interesting sort of, look into I think the Oscars in general well we have Regina Amy and Wanda I think Amy Schumer as an Oscar host seven years ago okay cool interesting relatively cutting edge whatever we get to where Amy is now In my opinion, there's no way to not feel like it is dated and kind of weird and kind of off base. Um, my sort of opinion of Amy Schumer has evolved over the past 
however many years. Like, Inside Amy Schumer, I think, is, is, was a genius sketch comedy show. I just don't know that I find her as funny as I used to. Okay. And I think public perception on her has changed. And where I fall into that conversation, I'm not exactly sure. Like, I... I just know that I watched her latest stand-up special and did not find it funny. I like her. I want to like her as a person. Because I think it's it's a hell of a life to be a female stand-up comedian. And for somebody's star to shine as brightly and as quickly as hers did. Right. I mean, she was a I mean, she was a huge star for eight months. <laughs> right. I mean, she was selling out arenas. Uh, what was the name of the movie? Uh, train wreck. Coming off, yeah, coming off of train wreck. I mean, she was a huge, huge star. I have two questions about our hosts. Okay. Now, I think you've already kind of at least hinted at, at the answer to one of them, but because to me, there's two parts about having Oscar hosts here, sure, or, or who the Oscar host. Also, is. we have not had an ask uh, an ass. Well, I haven't had an ass in years. But we haven't had an Oscar host in me, how many years? Four? I believe we've had three years without an Oscar host. Okay. Absurd. Look, I will say, thrilled hosts are back. Thrilled. I'm thrilled somebody's <laughs> ho- I'm, I'm thrilled somebody's hosting. Okay. Uh, so, so my two questions. Yes, Number sorry. one. Sure. Do we think... The host, in parentheses, S, hosts, are going to do a good job. Like, are they going to be good at hosting the Oscars? Wanda- you kind of hinted that you love Wanda, you love Regina, Amy, uh, lukewarm. But you seem to be leaning towards positive in terms of, I think they're going to be pretty good. Am I wrong there? Well, it depends. Because we've, so, since the announcement has been made... We've we found out that essentially, if we're to believe what we're reading, is that each host is going to have an hour of the show. Right. And they're saying that Amy is going to have the first hour. So, ostensibly, she's going to do the monologue. Which, again, do we know that to be true? No. Right. Maybe I, maybe they, they each do like a mini monologue at the top of their that, hour. Because the, the thing about the Oscars hosts is they always kind of disappear as the night goes on. They kind of pop sure. they pop back in, but it's really about the monologue and then having like one or two moments. Sure. This is – here, I have abs- – if Wanda – again, if Wanda Sykes had been named the host of the entire show, absolutely no doubt and in my mind she would kill it. Because she – here's what I don't want. I am so sick of Oscar hosts who don't take the Oscar ceremony seriously. And this is not... This is coming from somebody who knows that the Oscars are a complete joke. But what I don't want is an entire ceremony making fun of how nobody has seen the movies. Mm. I don't want a ceremony about the power of the dog. (laughs) What's that? Belfast? <laughs> More like, couldn't get me out of there fast enough. Like, just shut up. Shut up. Those jokes can land during 
an Oscar ceremony where it's like one random movie that nobody saw got married or got nominated. Sure. Like I remember, I don't even remember who the host was, but there was, I remember there being some good jokes about the reader. Sure. When, like Kate Winslet was nominated for Drive that. my car. <laughs> Drive my car. I take the, Uber. The problem is this year. What the hell? Nobody's seen any of the movies. And so. Okay. If hold, the, if no. That hold is on. The, hold. Don't. We're not. We're going to get there. That is not true. It is true, but. No. Please. We'll talk about it. Okay. Yeah, fine. But that, there are a lot of movies that have very small viewership that but, have been nominated. So, so I'm just sure. saying. It's funny if there's one movie that nobody saw that has a bunch of nominated, and you kind of that can be the kind of thing about that movie. But again, we don't. I we're in this, and we're gonna get to it later. But this idea that nobody has seen the movies is not true. And then I'll like I don't, I don't want the Oscars to become a joke. And they, in terms of like, can you believe we're still here? <laughs> hey, uh Can you stop doing that laugh? <laughs> hey, can't believe we're still here. <laughs> but like, you you know what I mean. It This gets into a, a bigger conversation about this ceremony itself. Well, hold on, let me ask my second question. Okay, then. I'm sorry. So my first question was, are they gonna do a good job? Uh briefly. Wanda will be great. <laughs> it is, but again, it is an Possibly hard job to host the Oscars, especially now, and I think that's why nobody wants to do it. Right. It, it and it gets like again. I mean, what eight million people watched last year? That's insane. I mean, the Oscars used to be this like cultural touchstone. Tens and tens of millions of people would watch. It was a huge deal to get the hosting job, and now it's a miracle if you don't suck. And so the second part of my my second question is: Are these hosts? going to help drive any viewership no of course not so i mean these are the two things you're looking at when you name a host right are they going to do a good job are they going to bring in viewers but can i say this okay this gets to my bigger question about like this is where the oscars are i think that they think that amy schumer is the answer to that i and they're wrong amy schumer was cool seven years ago and that's not an indictment against amy schumer like it culture sucks like you're you're hot for a month and then nobody cares about you and everybody hates you that's just what it is i think that they think they're like ooh, amy schumer so i kind of half agree with that but but if not that why not just let wanda host the entire show well i mean i guess my answer is to this the second question about them driving viewership is these couldn't have been towards the top of their wish list. I can't imagine. So, like how long did it take till we landed? Here? I mean, see, that's a great question. I, I don't know. And I, I actually think they're gonna. I kind of enjoy the the choice now that I've had some time to sit with it. Like, well, I, I think know, they're gonna do a pretty good job. Do you know what is so funny too? It's like I here, hope they're gonna do a good job. Oh God, I hope so too. But he, you know, here I am, like taking a step back as as you're sort of doing. It's like. Three women are hosting the Oscars. All I ever yell about is just <laughs> let women do it. It'll be better, you know. Like it's. Well, I have some bad news for you. These are going to be the lowest rated Oscars. Oh, in oh I've... ever? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm actually fascinated to see if it, if it. Oh, it will be ever. And well, again... I'm, I'm fascinated to see where 
how it compares to last year because last year was such a large drop and it was pandemic <laughs> related and so it may bump up like they can spin this if this is below last year that's bad news there's no ability to spin it but if it bumps up like slightly it's still a massive crater from two years ago oh to bump i mean to be a live broadcast that bumps up is that is a huge win right like everything is just cratering right, right. and it's like we can an interesting thing that i was looking into and a lot of people have been talking about like the oscars and other awards just moving moving to streaming right like something that's interesting that's happening next month is like the academy of country music awards this big like only uh, maybe like two million viewers below the oscars last year are next month strictly on amazon next month Mm. Not on broad. They were on CBS for years, like a huge, like I think like five years ago it was probably over twenty million, right? Yeah, yeah. But you know, w- with the state of of country music, TV- <laughs> well, don't get me started. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the state of the state of TV. So they are strictly only streaming on Amazon, and what that means, I don't. It's fascinating to me because you're not going to get those headlines the next day of. ACM ratings reach a new low. Right. You're not going to get that. And I don't know. There's been so much talk about the Oscars should go to streaming. Like the Oscars on Netflix. I believe the Oscars have at least another five years on their contract with ABC. They can get out of it. Huh? They can get out of it. Well, why would they want to get out of it? I mean, that's that's how they make their money. The, 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 the you don't no. think Netflix can give them more? Well, the... Uh, they can't get out of the contract. <laughs> it's a contract. They're they're not going to oh, air somewhere. I, the Oscars are not going to air somewhere else other than look this up. All right, Oscars ABC contract. Uh, ABC will keep the broadcast rights for the Academy Awards until twenty twenty eight. Got it. Mm, interesting. I so mean, they basically like. If you're the Academy Awards, you have until 2028 to mess around. You have the next few, you know, handful of years here to hopefully get something positive for your next contract negotiations, be it with a streamer or another network or whatever. What is so interesting about the trio that we're getting is it's not quite enough. It is so like somehow. It's middle of the road. Like somehow it's nothing. <laughs> it has I, to be nothing though. Like that that's the trick of hosting the Oscars is you're trying to appeal to so many people that if you But that's what I'm saying. But okay, we're getting into we're getting into the minutiae of sh- who who should the Oscars be trying to attract? Right. And so I've said and look, this is just a this is a this is an argument that I, I we've talked about this on the podcast before I think but like for instance let's say that the Oscars announced that Dave Chappelle was hosting, right? I would absolutely hate that. Uh huh. But what does that do? How many people who are not watching the Oscars are watching now because of Dave Chappelle? And I, I do think that Dave Chappelle is an interesting... He's in his own sort of weird bubble now. But if Dave Chappelle is hosting the Oscars, how many people are watching that wouldn't have watched otherwise? 
I actually think the answer is quite a few more. Oh, yeah, yeah. But... For, for multiple for the first, reasons, For the first too. 20 minutes. Well, one, Dave Chappelle is obviously huge and has legions of fans. Yeah. And two, he's in the realm of controversy, and so there's the the something controversial is going to happen, or, like, he's kind of must-see TV in that sense. Yeah, exactly. Now, endorsing that by making the host is a tricky line to walk. Of course. And that's... I, hypothetically, though, is what I'm saying. Like, we're sort of walking this line of, like, oh, whoever they get to host, like, the, the reins are still going to be bad. Right. There are a few people that, you know... It's Chappelle... It's, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, Trump, like, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I mean, truly. Honestly, if, if Joe, if <laughs> Joe Rogan, the host of the Oscars, I mean, the highest like, rated one in history. But, like, another name, like, I, I wonder if they tried to go after, like, John Mulaney or mm. a, uh, I do think that there's a, and this isn't who I think that they should go after, but a Ricky Gervais sort of energy to things when he was hosting the Globes right. and it was all about his monologue. But it's like, who's he going to bring down? Right, and I think that's what, like that Chappelle would have that effect, but I don't know how many other people are on that level, if any, that would bring in the viewership like that. Like, I know. Everyone else is either massive but they're safe like your Kevin Hart's or even someone like The Rock who's super popular but like you're not worried that he's gonna Kevin Hart is probably closer to yeah. Chappelle than he is to The Rock I think in terms of like who he would bring in sure I mean lest we forget he was named as well Mr. I know <laughs> but also he's not gonna say something you know he's gonna make like Kevin Hart jokes right. but he's not gonna say something that where like <laughs> When they they're they're not gonna have to cut to Tom Hanks and have him be like really uncomfortable. Right. He's gonna be right. giggling or whatever. Um, yeah, because even someone like Mulaney, who who like has some of those qualities of of what is he gonna say? Like he's he's ten levels below Chappelle in terms of like popularity and then bringing in viewership. I think. Like my popularity, I don't know that I would say, but bringing in viewership, I think those are different conversations. Okay, but I, I just think like, I don't think Mulaney is a household name. Mm, ag- agree. Like he's obviously, you know, he's 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 obviously huge, but compared I mean, to, compared Mulaney to someone is, like Chappelle, who is, I guess. Ag- no, I agree. I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. Um. So apparently there were some of the Oscar names that have been thrown around. Of course, we we mentioned The Rock. Apparently, the uh, John Hamm was potentially going to be part of this grouping, uh, and and either decided not to, or or they went with one of the others. Um, John Hamm, you know, is this is weird. It is weird. <laughs> the John Hamm thing is is a whole nother John Hamm in general conversation. Just, just as a just as a man just delightful where are we but like it's it's funny if he goes from like massive tv star to like you know okay doing okay in some movies to like well uh-huh. he did that funny commercial the other day and now he's hosting the oscar it's <laughs> just a weird career path yeah but uh love john ham uh we, we've mentioned zendaya and tom holland mm-hmm. as potential oscar hosts here obviously that didn't come through 
Maybe if uh, Spider-Man had been nominated, they would have been more likely to uh, sign up for well, that. Well, I, I saw some people theorizing, because I think it got out before the announcement that it was going to be three. And so then people started talking about who the three were going to be. And I saw some people talking it was going to be Tom and Andrew and Toby. <laughs> which, like... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have been... Sure. <laughs> I mean, if you'd, if you'd be like, hey... The, okay, so it's going to be three Oscar hosts. So there's some rumors out there. Some are saying Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland. And some are saying Amy Schumer, Regina Hall, and Wanda Sykes. I'd be like, well, it's going to be the Spider-Man. Which seems more believable? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be the Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you mentioned this as as an idea a while back. It had been floated around. But but Steve Martin, Martin Short, and podcast, Selena Gomez... Right? Uh, the the, the trio only, of stars from Only Murders in the Building. The only uh, a show I have not finished yet. Um, Me neither, actually. <laughs> can we just briefly? Can we have a chat about this? About what? That show's like fine. It shows, yeah, it's delightful. It, have you, it's the only. It's I'll give the, it a. I'll get a. I'll give it a delightful stamp of approval. I'm just. Would I say it's a great show? No, I yeah. wouldn't. But if you like the three of them, you're probably going to like the show because you're kind of just hanging with the three of them. But I love the three of them. And I'm even I'm like, what are we doing here? Okay. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, apparently they said, uh, what, scheduling. They uh, they couldn't make it work, the three of them, which I don't. I, I, that's, uh, I feel like, a, sort of a bullshit excuse from one side, whether it's theirs or, or mm. the academies. I'm not quite sure. Like... I just can't imagine that the three of them wouldn't want to do it. Would or wouldn't? Wouldn't. Gotcha. Like, I don't know. I mean, Steve and Martin, I mean, Steve's done it a bunch of times, obviously, but, like, I don't know. Look. Why not? Here's here's my final thought on the Oscar hosts. Okay. This could have been so much worse. I like, agree, I I certainly agree with that. There's a world in which we're sitting here and it's like James Corden is hosting the Oscars. Kyle, <laughs> I've thought about it. I mean, so these three, I like it. Do I think it's a great move if you're looking for like a highly rated show? Yeah, eh, not quite as much. But in terms of my enjoyment of the show, I'm on board. Okay, yeah, I agree with you. I agree it could be much worse. When I like my it was sort of refreshing when I saw cuz you you broke the news to me. You texted me I was like, "What what's he talking about?" <laughs> and then I looked it was like it was nice that my thought was like, "Huh?" <laughs> Not <"Ugh." laughs> right, right. Oh, that's a nice step up from ugh to huh? huh? Oh, okay, we'll take it. I like it. Yeah, we'll take it. Um, by the way, one of these episodes, either before or immediately following the the Oscars this year, yeah. is going to be our our version of Ooh. the ideal Oscars. Well, so well broadcast here. You're pimping this episode. I'm like, who would your host be? But <laughs> well, we're well, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna remove categories. We're gonna add category. Like we're gonna, we're gonna add categories. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we oh, you know what we haven't even talked about. What? There is a new category. Oh, no. I forgot about this. Do we have time? Honestly, yes. We that do. should be next week's episode. <laughs> we- 
I want to see how... Alright, so, for those unaware, uh, they announced that there's going to be... I don't know, the Twitter Oscar know. or whatever. It's not like they're actually giving out an award, but they're going to put some sort of poll on Twitter. and Or, or I don't even know if God. they're posting a Twitter poll or if you, people just need to tweet in, like, um, their movie. Anyway, whatever movie from the year gets the most tweets is going to be recognized at the Oscars. And frankly, when they announced this, it seemed like a big deal, but when you, like, actually read it, they they might, like, put it up in a little thing on the bottom of the screen that says like I hope so people really loved uh, Venom and that's our Twitter movie of the year well the winner's gonna be Spider-Man right it's either gonna be Spider-Man or there's or gonna be like insane. a funny internet campaign yes. to make it like uh, Snake Eyes or something you know like <laughs> yeah, sure. whatever the dumbest movie collectively that we decided and then year. we're gonna get some two absolute dopes who get to present an award <laughs> And they're gonna come out and why don't why aren't we presenting? Wait, should we pre- should we apply for credentials for the red carpet? We won't get them. Sure. Yeah, we should. I mean, you we should apply. apply. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. What would be the what would be the best choice for everyone to kind of? Well, Barb and Star. I I've already started that. Well, that doesn't come out. That wasn't. What did you? Have? That's a twenty twenty one release. Was is it eligible? Was it eligible for this year's Oscars? I believe so. Eh. Bar. Please. I'm going to say Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City <laughs> is the one that I'm going to start the campaign for. It's just like we're in this weird zone of like we want to appeal to everyone, <laughs> but we don't. The Oscars should just be on TikTok. <laughs> they probably will be. Uh, all right. A couple other Oscar-related conversations. I said TikTok boom. Oh, that's good. That's pretty oh, good. Snubbed. Oh, yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Got it for screenplay, though. It did? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Huh. Anyway, go on. So, speaking of the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll say. <laughs> you like that transition? There's been a lot of dialogue in the past week about the Oscars. We have a quote here. People are, people are ranting and raving about the Oscars. Let's actually start with it. Let's start with Seth Rogen's comments on the Oscars. Okay. Because I feel pottery like... maker Seth Rogen. What pottery maker Seth Rogen? He makes pottery. You don't follow him on Twitter? No. Yeah, he makes pottery. Why would I follow him on Twitter? Well, I do. I don't want to see his pottery. It's beautiful. Why do I care about it? It's beautiful. Speaking of which, all right. Here's Seth Rogen's quote about the Oscars. I don't get why movie people care so much if other people care what awards we give ourselves. To me, maybe people just don't care. I don't care who wins the automobile awards. No other industry expects everyone to care about what awards they shower upon themselves. Maybe people just don't care. Maybe they did for a while and they stopped caring. And why should they? And you can't see me right now, but I've taken off all my clothes and I am giving a standing ovation. Kyle, unfortunately, can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every single word of that, hundred percent. Yes, correct. Thank you, Mister Pottery Man. Uh, I di- I I disagree vehemently. No, you don't. I'm on the other side. No, you don't. Here what do you mean? Here we go. No, you don't. The whole thing about the Oscars is like, 
caring about it. Okay, you're misunderstanding. Okay, this is the thing. People are misinterpreting what he's saying. So interpret what he's saying for me. He is saying that if you don't care about movies, yeah, like the Oscars aren't really for you. Okay. This is in a response, of course. But, like, people care about movies. even Or, like, people have opinions okay. about movies. Sure. But this is in response to this Spider-Man narrative of the Oscars being unpopulist and of not nominating popular things. And it's all about your little, ooh, sad little indie movie. Which, I'm sorry, is not accurate. In the field of ten, we have... Dune, which has made over a hundred million dollars. We have Don't Look Up, which has been the biggest sort of streaming kind of success story of the year, arguably. Like we had Black Panther nominated for Best Picture two years ago. Like the Oscar, th- this idea that the Oscars are like anti-populist and sort of this like elite thing, it's just factually incorrect. So. Well, it just I'm is. not sure I entirely agree. I mean, look at... But that's all based on... Okay, sure. But that's, This is all... This narrative of, like, let's nominate Spider-Man for Best Picture. That's sort of where this is all coming from. Right. And I get it. But, okay, so Spider-Man No Way Home wasn't nominated for Best Picture. That doesn't automatically invalidate what is happening with the Oscars. Oh, of course. I 100% agree with that. I I think what Seth Rogen is saying in that quote is essentially like, oh, I don't know. Okay, like, it's the Oscars' job to n- reward the best in film. Like, if that's not your thing, that's okay. But, like, we're not going to give best picture to Venom. Right. And I agree with that. With I, I just think the like I, I actually like what the Oscars do in this sense like they don't kind of cave to that pressure and that, that outside pressure of we have to nominate the popular thing they just refuse to do that and it's great they've kind of leaned into no we, we're picking what we think are the best movies and you know, you can quibble with the choices, obviously, but the Oscars, uh, the Oscars are not. I think people struggle with the concept of how many people are in this voting body. Mm-hmm. Like w- when people complain about nominations, it's like one person's opinion about what the best movies of the year are. Nine thousand people are in the Academy, <laughs> right? Nine thousand people. Like, and movies are subjective. Like, the idea that we're supposed to, that everyone is going to land on the same, like, we're two similar-minded people. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Who do a movie podcast. I wouldn't say that at all. And I'm sure sure we had a single overlap (laughs) movie in our top ten movies of the year. Well, exactly. And And so you expand this to 9,000 people, and of course, you know, it's going to be different from any single person. Well, it's also like, it's such a boring argument where it's like you couldn't nominate spider-man but you're nominating what is this i've never heard of this drive by car (laughs) that's an indictment on you seek out 
movies. So, I think it's... I think the disconnect is here. We have, like, a movie industry that puts out and, and advertises kind of these popular movies because they want to make money. There was one popular movie this year. There was one. Sure. But also, if we look at the top ten movies that we went over earlier at the box office, they basically got zero nominations. Well, where's Dune? Uh, 15-ish? I don't know. I don't okay. Have... I'm sorry. The fact that it becomes so... The fact that Dune is the Best Picture nominee. Oh. 13, by the way. Okay. Great. Sure. All I'm saying is that there's a disconnect between the in, what makes money in the industry and what the same industry is, like, rewarding as the best. Sure. And it's, I think it's confusing to audiences because they're saying, hey, we like this, and then all of a sudden the industry is awarding this stuff that people may not like or at least haven't aren't interested in enough to see on a large scale. Sure. Sure. And so it's just this, this kind of weird uh it's it's just kind of weird. Well, I think And it's be- I think it's a good thing that they're not caving on the awards side of it. You know, it keep I you know, I put obviously way too much stock in the Oscars. We we talk about it every single week. Oh, sure, of course. And I think it's fun. But like the the reward for making a popular movie is money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't well, exactly. have to be this like Exactly. It doesn't also have to get the thing where we also say it's also the best. Well, exactly. No, Spider-Man made has made 760 million dollars at the domestic box office. Exactly. It doesn't also have to be get praised on This as, might be the most we've ever agreed. <laughs> I mean, it's absurd. Now, like I, I understand audiences confusion over like we people seem to like these, yeah, because they're the popular movies. But they, they but there's also they no don't have other to be rewarded in in both ways. It it is this weird thing where it's almost like the more content there is, there's more of a need for people to feel like the stuff that they're watching is good. Like you look at the Emmys, for instance. Like people are complaining about stuff winning everything like people are complaining about kind of like a succession or or the crown or even like a ted lasso or whatever it's like stuff stuff that people like ted lasso is sort of an outlier here i suppose but like let's look at succession people looking at succession as a like well, how can it win everything? Right. You know, there's also, you know, Yellowstone exists, or whatever the hell it is. I think people are putting too much stock in this idea of, like, an award having to mean something other than being the best that is throwing people into just absolute chaos. <laughs> right. Like if we're looking at the Oscars from a very uh, from a very like sort of granular level, we are supposed to be rewarding the best. 
Right. Do do the Oscars do that and have they historically? No, because what they have done that more recently than ever. I mean, we are looking at Best Picture winners: Moonlight, Parasite, Green Book, <laughs> even like Nomadland last year, which is a movie I really liked, but you know, it is a bit controversial. What is hap- is the power of the dog winning Best Picture this year? Uh, maybe. But I think what you're saying is is exactly right in this sense of we don't look like I don't know the uh, a good example here like a national book prize right I know fucking nothing about books right right I read three books a year and I, one of those three books I read a year is probably the most popular book of the year. Right, and if that book doesn't win National Book Prize, I'm like, that book fucking ruled, and everybody read it. It's like, well, yeah, yeah, but there were like 500 better books. You just didn't read them. But it's like, wow, I like this one. Like, well, okay, it's not like the National Book Prize isn't for me. The Oscars, they're for me. But if the National Book Prize had this big show with a bunch of famous people that everyone loved and they made a whole thing out of it, your your opinion might be stronger. That's probably true. That's probably <laughs> true. That's probably true. It's just it's, – it's, it's just – it's interesting. This idea that like good things need to be popular and popular things need to be good, it's, it's this weird place. Yeah. And I think people are – this happens every year when the Oscar nominations come well, out. Well, this is – this again, this is what I'm saying. This idea that the Oscars don't reward popular things. And not reward, but maybe not nominate. Again, Black Panther was nominated for Best Picture. Dune is nominated for Best – like, it, it happens. I think what's actually – I think the – and – of course. To be quite clear, I am could not be more opposed to a slate of 10 Best Picture nominees. Let's oh, just say that. Oh, please. But considering that, this is the list of 10 Best Picture nominees. The variety of movie and scope and scale yeah. is awesome. We have Belfast, a black and white you know, personal family story, sure. pretty small scale movie, uh... What, what what's that? Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. Bel- Belfast, a pretty middle of the road drama. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not true. We have Coda, a a movie that never would have get, gotten recognized in the past, but a, an excellent emotional film about a deaf family. Mm-hmm. It takes place in Massachusetts. Mm, that's a knock against wow. it. Wow. We have Don't Look Up, a bad movie. Well, hold oh. on. Sure, but a mega star-driven comedy. This is the thing. Getting also, nominated for best picture. This idea of like they're not nominated popular movies. Don't look up. Is maybe the second most popular movie of the year. We have Drive My Car, a Japanese movie. I could tell you nothing about, and I don't want to know because I I refuse to even watch the, fact the trailer. That you haven't seen, seen Drive My Car yet is driving me nuts. I haven't even seen the trailer. I'm Drive My in, Car, my driving me nuts. I'm going. I'm gonna go in blind when I see it. It's three hours long. It, it's. I haven't found the time. Very busy. 
We have Dune, a massive scale, gigantic budget yeah. fantasy movie yeah. about sand. Sand? <laughs> spice? <laughs> well, sand and spice. Yeah, it's about both, yeah. We have King Richard, a movie about tennis. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. We have Licorice Pizza. Lick bits, yeah. Movie about growing up in the seventies. Oh, boy. And and having a crush on someone way older than you. So it's a movie about water beds. <laughs> we have Nightmare Alley. Hey, a movie about the circus. <laughs> Nightmares. <laughs> we have the power of the dog. <laughs> a movie about being pretty boring. Okay. Enough. Sorry. A western. Enough. About like being an alcoholic and being secret oh. and being secretly gay. Oh. Hmm. So my life. Sh- <laughs> okay. And finally, we have West Side Story, a musical about but gang wars. But you're right. <laughs> Flash right? love story. Like, like that. That's quite this idea. That's that, quite the range. Yes. This idea that like the Oscars are like. About these pigeonhole movies. Also, I'm sorry. People are like, The Power of the Dark. It's on fucking Netflix. Watch the movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, who's ever heard of these movies? Well, two clicks you can watch. <laughs> like, true. it's never been easier. Like, <laughs> it's it's quite easy to watch The Power of the Dog. Yeah. I mean, and not ever, to get through well, it, the best to be clear. <laughs> The best movie of the year, of course. But to actually start it, pretty easy. But you know, it's like uh, it's it's just uh, it's crazy. Wow. Phil Burbank. <laughs> <laughs> now, I haven't got, I haven't quite gotten past that one yet. <laughs> what a year! So what? So it if, was. If the people had their okay, way, you gotta hurry, you know what's coming. What? You, you gotta hurry up. You know what's coming. Uh, if the no, people, I, I, I know what's coming. What? What is coming? Your bathroom break. Yeah, my bathroom break out. But we're at the end of the episode. That's right? what I'm saying. So you gotta hurry. <laughs> if the people had their way, what would the ten? Who are the people? Be? The people who are upset about the dummies. Well, I don't know. It'd be the ten. I don't know. The ten top the box. Oh, that's where. Well, not Sorry. quite though. Like you know, there's. I think the ones that would carry over, or we would have Spider Man. How long will this take you to read the ten? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> Why do you do that every time? I gotta go to the bathroom. Great. Uh, where was I? You're gonna read out the, the uh, oh, the, the top ten, ten. Yeah. If the people had their way, these would be the ten nominees for best picture. Okay. Spider-Man: No Way Home. Sure. Don't look up. Probably. Encanto. Probably, yeah. I, I probably should have done more of this list. Oh, boy, yeah, this is a hastily prepared uh, to throw back. Let's say Dune would make it in. People like Dune. That's four. Yeah, sure. Uh, Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what else? What else uh, would have made the cut here? You started this. Um, no, I'm curious, actually, though. People didn't really like that, even though it made money. Da, 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 da. 
I think there would be four nominees for Best Picture if, if the people had their way. <laughs> it would just be Spider-Man, Dune, Don't Look Up, and then Kanto. <laughs> I mean, is that the world you want to live in? Pretty fun group. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Oh, big burp. Jesus. Yeah, finally watching Kanto. More like in Con. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the film. So, uh, what am I missing? There's got to be something else here. Venom. Eh, but, like, nobody who watched Venom was like, Venom is awesome. No. Uh, uh, the, the Tinder Swindler, would that have made it? <laughs> oh, my. Have you watched that? No. I watched the first five minutes of that and you turned it you off. You could not pay it me was to watch that. Off, it, I watched the first five minutes, and it was so bad. <laughs> I turned it off immediately. Uh. I've run out of I've run out of what I'm trying to find like a list of popular 2021 movies. Coda. No, but nobody saw Coda, so that wouldn't. Well, how do you know? It didn't make any money. It was an Apple. Well, give me a break. Oh right, it was an Apple one. I forgot that it was an Apple. People love people love Coda. Oh, I'm, hold on, I'm googling people most popular. No, it'd be like Jungle Cruise and Free Guy. But like, are people? Did people love those? Because like, Spider Man obviously made a mo- lot of money, and it was Free Guy. Love people loved Free Guy. Nobody loved Free Guy. Okay, the box office success of the year. Some are saying, but I, st- I th- still think we only have four nominees here. West Side Story. Let's call it a day. Stillwater. Would Stillwater have made it? <laughs> the Conjuring. The Devil Made Me Do It. Uh, no. Zola, the tender bar. Finch? <laughs> Greyhound. <laughs> Best many, picture of an How many people great. do you think watched Finch? You know who's in Kimmy? The uh, Steven Soderbergh movie I just watched. COVID's own Rita Wilson. American Underdog? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I said... COVID's own Red Notice. Did people love Red Notice? COVID's own who? No. COVID's own Rita Wilson. Eh, Whatever. (laughs) It's fine. All right. Listen. I want. Here's. Okay. We're going to make a deal. I wanted to talk about rom coms this week. We're going to do it next week. Next week is our rom com ep. Rom com ep. Because I have a lot to say about the status of rom-coms. Okay. And you'll hear it next week. <laughs> Good tease. Yeah, thank you. Listen. Do you think Dear Evan Hansen would have made the list? <laughs> no. Oh, Bo Burnham inside. Oh, yeah. That could be a Best Picture nominee. Yeah. I saw Bo Burnham's name uh, floated as a uh, an Oscar host. Okay. You know what's what's alarming here is there's really not a movie a lot of movies that like that people saw the people saw, <laughs> saw and like saw and like yes. yeah there's a lot of movies that people saw yeah but not a lot that they also liked Julia the documentary about Julia Child I'm really trying to find some more here did people like uh, the little things that was last year wasn't it I don't remember the Jared Leto thing. Jared Leto, Denzel. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a 2021 movie, though, so it's confusing because yeah, yeah, it's a stupid yeah. Oscar cutoff date. Well, it should be Barb and Star. Barb, Star. 
When should we do our Barb and Star ep? Um, that so I can watch like it for the solo pod. So I can watch, so I can watch it for the sixth time. <laughs> we can Annie Mumolo on the podcast probably. All right, we are truly rambling here. As you are looking to find a movie that people like, we still only have four Best Picture nominees. West Side Story, but that kind of underperformed. I uh, like King Richard. King Richard, there you go. All right, so West Side Story's in. King Richard's in. We're up to six. Oh, we're finding ten. Oh my god, it's hard to find ten. Cruella, people <laughs> like Cruella enough. Space Jam two, being the Ricardos. <laughs> Space Jam was the worst movie I saw all year. Okay, I remember watching that and you fell asleep in the theater. You don't remember watching that together? In the theater? No. Did I not see that in the theater? No, I watched it with you. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. No. It was in Burbank. Um, Phil Burbank! (laughs) (laughs) Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, there you go. Are you done? Yeah, I think I'm done. Can we end this episode, please? Yeah, we probably should. Listen. Next week, rom-coms. We're talking rom-coms. Watch some of your favorite rom-coms. Are you talking to me? I'm talking to you and the listener, yeah. Favorite rom-coms. Okay. We're doing rom-coms. And we're... And... No, that's not how it goes. Hold on. Where have all the rom-coms gone? (laughs) How's that song go? Paula Cole? Do-do-do. That's what I was going to do, but... Isn't that a different song? No, that's the same song. Oh, yeah, you're right. Where is my Kate Hudson? Where is my... Ukraine? Where is my Sandra Bullock? Where have all the rom-coms gone? I hope everything after you went to the bathroom just didn't get recorded. and We, we can just oh, end the episode where it was. Unfortunately, it did. Unfortunately, it did. Yeah, we kind of went downhill here. Well, you've been on your phone for about 25 minutes looking up what would get nominated <laughs> if, if, if Sally could, you know, pick the Oscars. It was if the people had their way, what would be the nominees for Best Picture? Well... And, you know, at least it was worth it. And we got to a resolution. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Listen, Oscars. One more time. Yeah. No. No. I was taking a bow for winning the 2021 box office challenge. Listen, congratulations. I What? Owe you dinner or something? I should have bought you dinner tonight. Yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah. Well, we split it. Uh, next time. All right. Thank you for listening, everyone. Next week, watch your, hold your loved ones close and watch your favorite rom-com. Is the Tinder Swindler a rom-com? Could be. You should watch it. Get some plays. I'll, I'll put the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> a breakdown of the Tinder Swindler. <laughs> and then we just fight about, you know, Jesse Plummets. <laughs> All right. Bye. Good night. <laughs>